bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. One, one of the persons who knew how to use words effectively was Abraham. I've, I talked about him when I was talking about calling the things which be not as though they were. Walking by faith and not by sight. Romans chapter 4, verse 16, 17, it says about Abraham. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead, and calls the things which do not exist as though they did. God's word to Abraham was very clear. He said to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you a father of many nations. I like that phrase. Somebody say, God has made me. Say it boldly. God has made me. Now each one of us, God has made us something. For Abraham is a father of many nations. For you, it may be something else. I've made you prosperous. I've made you victorious. I've made you an achiever. I've made you a builder of cities. I've made you a raiser of generations. I've made you a trainer. I've made you. God has made you something. I've made you a pastor. I've made you a prophet. He said to Jeremiah, I made you a prophet even before your mother conceived you. I made you. Each one of us have been made by God. God says to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. This is where everything starts. It starts with what God says you are. The power of our words must be rooted in the power of God's word. Now God, Abraham comes to God and, and, and God says, Abraham, I've made you a father of many nations. So your name, Abraham, meaning exalted father, has been changed. You are now father of many nations. I have made you that. Abraham looks around and says, from what I checked the last census, I don't have a child. The one I had with Hagar, I've sent them out into exile. They are out of my life. I don't have anything now. God says, I've made you a father of many nations, but I don't have a child. I've made you, but I don't have, I've made you. There's something God has made you. He's made you. He's finished it. You say, but I don't have it. He has done it. I've made you the father of many nations. Now, how could Abraham believe that? What, what, what was Abraham going to use to believe that God has made him that when everything around him shows he's not that? And the passage tells us. Abraham knew something about God. And this is what Abraham knew about God. He knew two things about God. First, that God is able to give life to the dead. He's able to give life to the dead. In other words, with God, nothing is hopeless. There's nothing too hard. He knew God is able to give life to the dead. If you're going to believe that you're a father of many nations when you have no child, you have to believe that you believe in a God who doesn't see anything as hopeless. 
There's nothing hopeless. And then the second thing Abraham knew about God is that he calls things we don't exist as though they exist. So God looks at Abraham and says, you're father of many nations. And Abraham says, I believe you. I believe you. Why do, why do you believe? Because when you talk about things, you don't talk about the things which are, but the things which will be. When God says, let there be light. There was no light before. Nothing like light had ever appeared on the earth. He called the things which be not as though they were. Let there be light. Boom, light. Where was it before? Nowhere. But God's word will provide it and produce it. He calls the things which be not as though they were. So you can look at that child of yours that came with a report that was very depressing. And you call him president of a nation. Somebody's going to look at you and say, president of what? Are you crazy? No. Because, you know, I read quite a bit. And some of the great people that people admire on this earth don't know how to read. Most of them have dyslexia. It's a reading disorder. They can read. I won't mention their names so you laugh at them. They can read. Go and, go and check up. Most people, a lot of big names can't read. They can't. They see words and the words are jumping in, on the page. You know, it, it's like juju. They, they, they say, hey. The words are jumping on the page. They can't read. Words are jumped. Words are misplaced. I mean, you see was as W-A-S. They see A-S-W. He said, but it's W-A-S. Eh. Is he crazy? No, he's not crazy. That's how they see it. A lot of people in the world are like that. But they have managed to reach the highest heights of life. High as high. When I was in middle school, Form 2, middle school Form 2, which is now JHS 2, I suppose, I had people in my class who, who couldn't say the alphabet from A to Z. How they managed to be in Form 2, I don't know. <laughs> but somehow, you know, mass promotion, they just promoted them. Because it's I J K L M O M O P M O M O P. <laughs> oh God, have mercy. And there are people who still say emu emu op and become presidents. Some I mean I, I mean sometimes you, you hear some people story and you say, Oh, they're so favored. But give them something to read. They can't read. Give them addition, they can't add. But they have money. How they got it, I don't know. Because they can't add money. They can't add numbers. But the, all the calculations in their head. You give them two plus two. They can't, they can't work it out. But they manage to be successful. Because when God makes you, it has nothing to do with how you look like. 
I have made you. And Abraham said, yes, sir. I believe it, although I have no evidence, because I know you, that you are able to call the things which be not as though they were. I haven't lived for too long on, on this planet. I'm just a little bit. And I've seen people, people who, did, who, who, who were bad in school become good in life. Carrying the class. I mean, sometimes, you, know, you all have classmates. You hear about them and say, eh? This one too. Hey. <laughs> he carried what all of us don't like. All the grades that was excess baggage. He gets it. And then you hear he's in the news. And sometimes people are calling him Professor. So, Professor what? This one? Yes, sir. I've gone through life. I've seen people who couldn't spell, people with ugly heads, double head, that everybody laughed at. And look at them. The whole world is hailing them and clapping for them. Because God, when he speaks about you, it's not based on your current reality. He calls the things which be not as though they were. He says, I have made you the father of many nations. I came here this morning to tell somebody, God has already finished. He has made you. He has made you. You are a leader of nations. You are a changer of destiny. You are an influencer of society. You have what it takes to become all that God wants you to be because he has made you. Somebody say, I've been made. Now what you have to learn is to agree with God. So Abraham, God says, you are now Abraham. He said, yes, sir, I'm Abraham. Now when you hear the name Abraham, it doesn't mean much to you. But in his days, it just means father of many nations. Father of many nations. Father of many nations. And people would laugh behind him and say, <laughs> Father of many nations. <laughs> Father of... <laughs> who does he think he's deceiving? <laughs> but all the people who laughed, we don't even hear of them again. We still talk about Abraham. And he truly has become the father of many nations. His contemporaries who had 10 children, 20 children, 100 children, nobody can find them in history. But he became the father of many nations. And everybody wants to call him Father Abraham. That's our father. God calls the things which be not as though they were. And when he calls you that way, call yourself that way. The grades may fail you, but don't call yourself a failure. The test may fail you, but you are not a failure. You may not get a job at that interview. You are going to get a better one. Don't ever look at the door that is closed. Look at the door that is about to be opened. Don't look at what the devil took away. Look at what God is opening for you and what God is bringing your way. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be greater all over your life. Some doors are shut, 
but some doors are about to be open. One of the things we have to learn in life is that God calls things which do not exist as though they exist. He calls cowards mighty men. When you are one, he calls you a thousand. When you are poor, he calls you rich. When you are cast away, he calls you accepted. When you are a sinner, he calls you saved. When you are empty, he calls you full. He calls the things which be not as though they were. Finally, when you are faced with battles in life, what should you say? How do we face the battles of life? Because life is going to give you battles. There are people who go through life saying, I don't like trouble. Oh, trouble will like you. I don't want, I don't want trouble. I don't, want, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want trouble. Trouble will find you. Even when you are running away, it will chase you. There will be battles in life. There will be battles in life. It's part of the routine of life. Life is not just one smooth movement. There will be battles. There will be struggles. There will be challenges. There will be things you have to deal with. Sometimes it's in your marriage. Sometimes it's in a relationship. Sometimes, somewhere or the other. There will be a battle you have to deal with. And how do you go into battle? What should you be saying when life starts throwing challenges at you? I'm going to show you four things you should say whenever you are in a battle. The first one is in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 42 to 47. When David is going into battle with Goliath, he says, I come in the name of the Lord. Somebody say, I come in the name of the Lord. The Bible says when the Philistine, that's Goliath, looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. So the Philistine says to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. The Philistine, Goliath said, come to me. David said, yes, sir, I'm coming. Come face me. Yes, I'm not running away. I'm coming to face you. But I come in the name of the Lord. I don't come in my own capacity. I don't come in my own name. I don't come with my limitations. I come in the name of the Lord. Know that whenever you get into battle as a child of God, you have God on your side. You come in his name. Second thing you must say when you are in battle. You must be able to say the Lord is with me to fight for me. The Lord is with me to fight for me. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1 to 4. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them for the Lord your God is with you who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people and he, has said, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies 
to save you. Whenever you get into battle, you must be able to say, the Lord is with me to fight for me. He goes with me to fight for me against my enemies to save me. I come in the name of the Lord and the Lord is with me to fight for me. Never ever go into that battle thinking, oh, I will do my possible best. Yes, that's natural. But what you have to always say, the Lord is with me and the Lord will fight for me. I come in the name of the Lord. The Lord is with me and the Lord will fight for me. Third thing you must say when you are in battle. It's in Joel chapter 3 verse 9 and 10. You have to say, I am strong. And this is what it says. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. When you get into battle, don't say, I'm tired. I'm tired of this battle. I'm tired of this situation. You are not tired and stop crying. Nobody wants to see your tears. Keep it to yourself. Let the weak say, I am strong. God says, when you feel weak, don't say, I'm weak, say, I'm strong. I am coming in the name of the Lord. The Lord will fight for me and save me, and I am strong. Somebody said, Pastor, but I don't feel strong. Yeah, that's why you are saying I'm strong. The strong don't say I'm strong. The strong keep quiet. If you are strong by yourself, keep it for yourself. But for us who trust in the Lord, we know our weaknesses. And we know our strength too. And when we are weak, we say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Sometimes people would look at you and say, why are you talking big like that? You do, we know you. You, don't have no, you have no money. Yeah, 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 I know. I am naming my animals. I am naming them. You choose to call it poverty, I call it prosperity. You call it failure, I call it success. You call it weakness, I call it strength. Let the weak say, I am strong. Somebody say, I am strong. And the final thing you say when you get into battle. You should be able to say, I am well able to overcome. Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. I am well able to overcome. I will overcome. I will prevail. I will come out with a testimony. I will come out with a song. I will come up on top. I'll come up rising. I don't know what battles you are dealing with. But you have to learn to speak the words of the victorious one in battle. I come in the name of the Lord. The Lord will fight for me and save me and deliver me. I am strong. I am well able to overcome it. Whatever life hits at you, let these words stay in your mouth. Thank you.